the Indianapolis Colts wrap up their preseason slate against the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday night. So what are we expecting from Anthony Richardson and the rest of the team? And what's the latest on the Jonathan Taylor situation? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here by my fellow writer, analyst, and co-host of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast, Drake Wally. Drake, it's, I mean, we had our episode just a couple days ago. We're, we're on a new night tonight because the Colts play tomorrow night against the Eagles. So we're getting in our show a day early to preview the matchup. But, I mean, hey, it's the final work of the preseason and Colts drama is at an all-time high. How are you doing, Drake? It's good to see you, buddy. I'm doing really good. I, I'm ready for the end of a few things. I'm ready for the end of this ridiculous drama that is is becoming literally the off-season story of the team, almost more than Anthony Richardson being drafted. Um, but I'm also ready for the end of the preseason. I'm ready for some regular season football. But, hey, we still got one more left to talk about, and a little bit of spice happened between these two teams uh, that we get to talk about. So uh, it might be a little bit more than just a preseason game for some of these guys when they take the field tomorrow. Right. And it's and it's more of a dress rehearsal, too. I mean, the Colts starters are likely to play the most they played all the preseason. So kind of getting them into the swing of things, because this is the last time we will see them on the field before week one in Jacksonville. Stats Matt is our first comment tonight. He says too much to talk about. So little time. Might as well make it a two hour show with no shot and the saddle up show after us. So that's why that's why we were going to do this so early is because shots saddle up show is usually at seven he can't make it tonight for his show but i don't know about two hours but but we've got plenty to talk about good to there's see enough you, stats, to talk matt. about for two hours though in, in your defense matt yeah we we i mean <laughs> two three four we could keep on going but we got terrell in here as well the nightly super sticker by my wife danielle Ooh. moore going with a five dollar super sticker this time so really really appreciate that and she also says not two hours she does not want me to be on the show for two hours uh the wife and i need to need to hang out and and enjoy some, each other's company this That's evening fair. josh says let's go colts it's great to see you here josh greatly appreciate you tuning in but guys we got plenty to talk about about colts first eagles anthony richardson the latest on the Jonathan Taylor trade situation and everything in between. But before we do that, please go follow us on all of our socials like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow at Colts on FN on Twitter and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I are going live, whenever Shad does go live with the Saddle Up show, so you never miss an episode. And then if you can't catch us live, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there as well. So make sure you subscribe. Give us a five-star review, and that's where you get to listen to all of our episodes of the Horseshoe Huddle Halftime, our audio-only episodes. So, and then one last thing before we really dive in, you guys, if you've been following along with us, you've known that Bleach Report has graciously uh, came to us and asked us to be a part of their post-game live streams on the Bleacher Report app. We are doing that once again tomorrow night, immediately following Colts Eagles 
We're going to be live on the Bleacher Report app. Drake and I will be giving our instant reaction to the game. So make sure you download the Bleacher Report app. Follow the Indianapolis Colts and follow Drake and I on there as content creators. And you can join in the conversation immediately after the game ends. So, Drake, without further ado, let's dive into it. Colts versus Eagles preseason finale tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Eastern on Amazon Prime video. So we're get Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet calling the game. The only time they'll be calling a Colts game in the 2023 season because the Colts as of right now have zero primetime games. Uh, so we won't be seeing much of them uh, ca- calling Colts games this year, but obviously it's, it's, there's a lot of, a lot of similarities between these two teams, right? Shane Steichen coming over from the Eagles. Nick Sirianni was the former offensive coordinator for the Colts before he got his job as the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Similar quarterback styles with Jalen Hurts and, and Anthony Richardson, and, and and there's many more. So this this should be a, a really interesting matchup and a, and a good gauge for the Colts to see where they stack up against the team that made it all the way to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. And, you know, in recent years, we've seen the Colts and the Eagles really have a lot, you know, intertwined, you know, first they get Reich and then now they've got uh, uh, Shane Steichen and then these, you know, these kind of like these brawls happen at practice. So uh, you've also got two very good, I think, defensive fronts uh, that are going to be playing each other. And, And like you said, you've got a couple of really, really good quarterback, uh, uh, one really good quarterback and a quarterback who's really making them, you know, trying to make a name for himself and Anthony Richardson, both guys kind of similar in their build and the way they play. Um, I think that it could be pretty exciting for the time that those guys are out there, you know, and the time that the ones are out there. And uh, especially with a little bit of attitude that that's kind of been, you know, laying over from earlier in the week, but yeah, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to watch definitely the ones and just kind of see how they stack up against a really good Eagles defense. Yeah, and and of course we're going to start out with Anthony Richardson because that's where all eyes are going to be early on in this contest. Shane Steichen did come out and say that Anthony Richardson would be starting against the Philadelphia Eagles tomorrow night. Uh, he will. He didn't say exactly how long he would play. My guess would be is it'll be at least a quarter. Uh, I would venture to say probably a quarter and a half. Maybe we even see the entire first half out there for Anthony Richardson. The more reps, the better, especially against a really good defense like the Philadelphia Eagles have. So so Drake coming into this game, again, this is the last time that Anthony Richardson will be able to get live reps before he takes his first NFL regular season start on September 10th against the Jaguars in Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, what do you what do you want to see from the rookie quarterback there in Philadelphia? And 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 really what would you classify as him having a good night? Well, I I think uh, I can't remember. I don't have it pulled up here, but he was seven for was he seven for 12 uh, against the the Bills or seven for 13? He was he was seven for 12. So he was like in the high 50s. I I, want to see a little bit better accuracy. Um, No, no, no strong arm balls. And what I mean by that is the one that sailed over McKenzie's head. Okay, so none of that. Uh, try to limit that. It's going to be interesting to see him try to repair, uh, do these things I'm about to say against a defense like Philly. Um, but I will say I want to see continued natural pocket presence. That's been serving him really well. We've seen it in training camp and we've seen it in, in, in his preseason debut against the Bills. He's got natural pocket presence. Use his legs to get out of it if necessary. Okay, that's the big draw for Anthony Richardson as opposed to Matt Ryan last year. He can leave the pocket if he chooses. 
and it's not going to be easy for anyone, even a defensive tackle, to bring him down. So, um, lastly, continued connections with his receivers uh, on the pass, uh, on the pass and the route combos. Um, again, he's going to be pushed to the limit. He's going to be put to the test because this is a this is a big hey, go out there and show us what you really have right now type thing. I know that I know that Buffalo had a good depth defense and a good depth. Uh, defensive front but man philly they've got so many skilled players and and they go deep 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 in their defense so um those are some things that i'm looking for and maybe even one more thing i'm looking for a big play let's get a big play a big connection i know pierce dropped the last one but uh maybe we can get a big play and even a big touchdown from richardson to a deep uh deep shot to a guy like receive uh to a receiver like Alec Pierce, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I think overall you just want to see him improve from that first game. You want to see him continuing to stack stack games. You want to see him not make the same mistake twice. You want to see that that continued poise in the pocket. You do want to see the accuracy maybe maybe try to uh, increase or, or be a little bit better under duress. You know, and and of course, you want to you want to hit those shots deep. You want to give him some confidence. But really, what I what I want to see is just how how he handles going up against this this level of defense from the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's not like the Eagles are going to take take it lightly on on Anthony Richardson. These two teams, I mean, they things were pretty feisty in the joint practice on Tuesday. There were multiple fights. It, it actually the practice actually ended because of a fight between the two teams. Anthony Richardson, I wouldn't say he was uh he was the instigator or 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 anything like that, but there was a time where after a play, Richardson had the ball, defensive lineman for the Eagles Derek Barnett came and swiped the ball and pu- accidentally punched Anthony Richardson. Colts off offensive line didn't take too kindly at that and and started a a, a fight there so it's it's going to be interesting to see the intensity uh for these for this game as well but but yeah drake for me what i really want to see from anthony richardson is just building off of what we saw against buffalo not making not making those 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 errors that that or he starts to panic when something isn't there kind of like how it was on the interception take those check downs be able to diagnose the defense i want to see him go from from his first to second to sometimes even his third read just go through his progressions to find the open man and then just for the colts in general when there's a big play opportunity go ahead and go out there and take it yeah, and it's really everyone always says take you know just take what the defense gives you. It's not that easy. These are confident guys that have different strengths than others. You know, Richardson's going to need to learn that you're just not going to be able to make every throw on the run outside of the pocket, twisting your body. You're not going to be able to just throw it as far down the field as you can, which he's been doing that stuff in in training camp. So he's going to need to take those checkdowns. He's going to need to take those shorter routes because I think that Philly's going to know that they have the advantage on the defensive front. Probably don't need to bring a lot of blitzing this time and you can just sit people back to interrupt those passing lanes force Richardson to beat you out of the pocket with a defensive line that's probably better than than the Colts offensive line if we're being totally honest so um, that's definitely something to look out for I just think it's a great I think it's a great test for him and I'm excited actually that Anthony Richardson even if he struggles a little bit I'm excited he gets to face this level of competition before going to uh, you know in week one to face a divisional opponent. Now, what are your expectations for number five out there? Obviously, going up against a, a a tough defense in the Philadelphia Eagles, and and really only his second experience uh, in an NFL game. So, what do you expect out of the rookie quarterback, Drake? 
I do expect him to kind of going right back to what I just said. I think he's going to struggle a little bit just because it's not just the defensive front. We're talking good linebackers, talk, talking good corners. I mean, they, they have a complete defense in Philadelphia. So uh, I think that he could struggle against that defense a little bit. and He's going to have to find his rhythm. Um, I expect there's going to be deep shots to potentially even open up the ground game. Uh, in a little bit of reverse, I know a lot of people talk about run the ball to open up the pass. Well, you can do the you can do it the other way too, and you need to get Philadelphia away from the box. So they don't. I don't think the Colts have shown that they can block adequately yet in the running game, especially not against a team like Philadelphia. So I think they're going to do the reverse. They're going to open up the pa- uh, the run by throwing the ball downfield. Um, but you're also you also might see some passes sail. You might see some passes get underthrown because he's still working out these mechanics. And, you know, you go from playing to sitting, which, again, he had a bunch of joint practices with the Bears. But you go from playing to sitting in a game, and then he's back out there practicing again against the Eagles. But I'm just looking to I'm looking for him to get some momentum again before he goes into that lull period right before week one uh, against Jacksonville. So uh, I, I do expect them to try to open up opportunities for him to use his legs by throwing that ball downfield. I would agree. And and for me, for me, my expectations, again, it's not going to be perfect. He's going to have ups. He's going to have downs. But you, you want you want to see him correct those mistakes, not make the same mistake over and over again. So the Colts are going to have to get a little bit creative. Uh, of course, they're not going to show their entire offense by any means for a game that, that doesn't even matter. But this defense is going to try to try to really test Anthony Richardson. You can expect some some pressure coming off the edge to make him get rid of the football quickly uh and and we'll see how he adjusts to that he seemed like the more reps he got in the game against buffalo they were certainly bringing pressure his way he got used to that and he was able to to correct that and 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 move forward and and make some plays against the buffalo bills defense so i would expect about the same against the philadelphia eagles uh you you can expect more reps more drives more series more playing time for anthony richardson but it's it's going to be a good experience and it's going to prepare him for what life is going to be like on Sundays each and every week going up against that high quality uh, defense that the Eagles do have and and stats Matt says right here the the duo of Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis scares me to death that kind of gets us into our next point Drake and 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 we're definitely a matchup that my eyes are going to be glued to especially when the starters are in and that's the Colts offensive line against the Eagles defensive line Eagles defensive line is scary good they had a they had 70 sacks last year, almost double the amount of sacks that the Indianapolis Colts had in 2022. According to Nate Atkins of the Indy Star, a good friend of ours uh, who was reporting live from Eagles Colts joint practice on Tuesday. Uh, the the Eagles defensive line was giving the Colts offensive line some fits. Now, Will Fries is not did not participate. He's still dealing with that calf injury. I would say it's probably unlikely he plays on on Thursday night, but Ryan Kelly was back uh, kind of rotating with Danny Pinter. Quentin Nelson was still in there, but this Colt, this this Colts offensive line is going to have their hands full with this Eagles defensive front. Yeah, and our our uh our Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, 
Javon Hargrave and Hassan Reddick, are they all still with? Javon Hargrave Dylan? is with the 49ers now, but but with Hassan right. Reddick, Josh Sweat, and Brandon Graham, all three of those guys are defensive ends and edge rushers uh, for the Eagles. Yeah, and then you're basically replacing uh, Hargrave with another edge rusher in Carter, you know, and a fresh one, a rookie. He's a very good, is, very good three technique. Who's very, very good. And these, in fact, including Hargrave, Sweat, Graham, and Reddick all had 10-plus sacks last season, and the only guy that had previously had 10 or more sacks in a year was literally Hassan Reddick. None of those other guys, even Brandon Graham being in the league for an eternity and starting quite a few seasons most of the season, has never gone under or over 10 sacks. So that tells you just how good this is as a unit, not just one person, not two people. It's a unit. So, man, if I'm if I'm to, if I have to take a side – I just think that Philly is potentially going to overwhelm the Colts offensive line just because there's that missing right guard. And then you got to ask yourself, who is going to fill in? <laughs> Who's going to fill in for Will Fries? And what 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 are, what are the Eagles going to do with that, you know, backup in there? Because there hasn't I mean, Fries has struggled, but then the people behind him have struggled even more at that position. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens and who plays there. I would assume it's probably going to be Danny Pinter just because he's probably the most stable guy, even though he's kind of not at right guard. But boy, that's a big glaring weakness, and Philadelphia is probably going to take advantage of that. And and there's ways the Colts can, that can combat that as well. Run some draw plays, uh, yep. quick passes, allowing that uh, the read option to take effect where it kind of freezes the defense a little bit. And Anthony Richardson can either hand it off or keep it himself. But there's different ways that you can combat that. But I think just the Colts just need to know going in that that's going to be one of the top priorities for this Eagles defense is really trying to create pressure, not only not only on Anthony Richardson, but testing this Colts offensive line to see if they can they can hold up, which which so far the start when the starters have been in, it's it's been it's been pretty decent. Okay, so I, I will admit that. But that, that second unit really hasn't shown anything or shown enough for us to be really, really comfortable with, with what they can do. So it's certainly going to be an area that, that I know the Colts are going to, to focus on and, and they're, they're going to have to really, really be on their a game against a really tough Eagles front. Yeah. And I've been saying it that after these first two preseason games and just after seeing some of the, the depth, issue, depth issues in camp, what would happen? You know, God forbid, if one of the guys can't play, you know, even if it is Will Fries, you're going to have a target painted right in that gap on the offensive line. So here you go, Colts. You've got a, you've got this exact situation we've been talking about. The time is now to show that that depth is not too weak to sustain uh, an entire game or at least an entire quarter of, of blocking against uh, the first team uh, defensive line. So you got to put up or shut up. How good is that depth? Those first two games don't matter anywhere near as much as this incredibly good team that they're going to be playing. So we'll have to see how they uh, combat that. Right. And another another matchup that's going to be real interesting to see, just to kind of gauge things, the Colts wide receivers versus the Eagles defensive backs. I mean, Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, Josh Downs, all expected to play tomorrow night going up against the likes of a Darius Slay, James Bradbury, and, and, and a host of other 
very talented Eagles defensive backs. So it's it's going to be a challenge because those guys are going to be physical at the point of attack, and and they're going to really try to try to shut down these young wide receivers for the Colts. So it's going to be a hell of a battle. Yeah, and everyone knows uh, Slay. You know, everyone knows Darius Slay, but a lot of people don't talk about James Bradbury enough. I know that he got absolutely burned on on one play that circulated around Colts Twitter a million different times. But look, the guy is a good defensive back. Okay, he's a good, good defensive back. So there's a reason Philly kept him. So um, I, I, I'm again, I'm excited that Anthony Richardson gets to play this caliber of defense. I'm also excited that Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman have to play the likes of those two defensive backs because they need to play difficult competition to, to see how they kind of build that chemistry against a difficult team with Anthony Richardson. So this is a, this is a test mostly for Anthony Richardson above all, but it's a test for the whole team because it's a new coach, new system, new quarterback. A lot of stuff is new. So this is a test for the whole team, and, and you're doing it against a team that was this close to winning the Super Bowl last year, and they really haven't lost that many pieces. They haven't, and and I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see because we did see Alec Pierce burn James Bradbury uh, in one-on-ones. Is, that, is Alec Pierce going to be able to do the same thing in a live game action? Uh, Michael Pittman going up against Darius Slay, who Darius Slay is a Pro Bowl cornerback. This is a big test for Michael Pittman to show he can go toe-to-toe and and possibly be a wide receiver one, uh, the, a true wide receiver one that, that people think he is or or enter that category across the league and then and then you have josh downs in the slot who is pushing to to really make a to really be the starter at the slot position over isaiah mckenzie how can he get involved so just there's there's this game it, while it's a preseason game there's just a lot of interesting matchups all the way around that especially for the colts just test where they're at test how these players are progressing and and what they need to do to kind of reach that same level that the eagles are on currently and it's been kind of nice to that they've faced a tough defense like buffalo and then you face a hungry defense like chicago albeit not as fero- not, not as not as like complete as buffalo but now you have to face the defense one of those teams that can constitute having a solid the type of defense in uh, Philadelphia so hey the competition's been high level for the Colts even with the depth pieces but this is definitely the toughest game and I'm really happy that it's happening I think that it's going to test this this young team on all three sides of the ball special teams defense and offense Special shout out to Stormy Hellbrook for the $10 oh, super sticker there. Heavy hitter. Really, really appreciate it, Stormy. So she joins Danielle as our two super stickers tonight. Really, really appreciate all your support as always. It means a lot. And and you've raised a great son, if I might add, as well, Stormy. So uh Drake, that we haven't really talked about the Colts defense, but it could be possibly the Colts defense faces the biggest challenge of them all with the Colts defensive backs and the group that includes Kenny Moore, Daryl Baker Jr., Dallas Flowers going up against a wide receiving core of the Eagles that is stellar. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins. Uh, there's a lot of heavy hitters in that wide receiver group for the Eagles. And, and if joint practice is any indication, the Colts are going to have their hands full uh, with that group yeah and then it's like you've, you've got you've got Juju Brents and I know Darius Rush I don't I think that he's still questionable 
Um, so you, you've got like guys like Dallas Flowers, Daryl Baker Jr. They're going to probably be out there playing. Um, I'm assuming that uh, I don't see Kenny Moore's name on here. So I, uh, on the injury report. So I'm assuming he's going to be playing as well. So Correct. boy, oh boy, you, you, you've got arguably one of the most raw young secondaries in the NFL, maybe even the most raw young secondary. And you go against guys like Smith, guys like Brown, guys like Dallas Goddard. I mean, that is that's a lot. And this is a team that also uses their backs very well out of the backfield. Kenneth Gainwell might be the, the dude this year. He's, he's probably going to take over as that running back one. Uh, so it's like they got a lot of weapons they got to deal with. And again, I'm going to say it over and over. It's so good for the Colts young players that they have to face this type of competition because they really don't get any better than this kind of wide receiver core. I mean, tight end wide receivers, quarterback, this is one of the best in the NFL period. So it's good that the Colts are playing the Eagles. Yeah, and and I mean, you mentioned it, uh, Daryl Baker Jr. going up against a guy like Devontae Smith. It's it's going up against the best. Patrick says uh, here, the CFO of Horseshoe Hello, good to see you, buddy. Patrick says, for as impressive as Daryl Baker Jr. has looked in camp, he's going to get torched by the Philly wide receivers in front of everyone. So, I but I, I will say this, Patrick, to kind of defend Daryl Baker a little bit. Yes, Devontae Smith had a hell of a practice on Tuesday and made some very, very good catches with Daryl Baker Jr. in coverage. But Daryl Baker Jr. was right there for a lot of those. And yeah. uh, really, it was it was good coverage by Daryl Baker Jr., but just better, better wide receiver play by Devontae Smith, who by the end of this season, we might be talking about Devontae Smith as one of the top five to top three best wide receivers in in the entire national football league i i mean i'm very high on the former heisman trophy winner but it will be a good test because daryl baker jr dallas flowers these guys are likely going to start the season as the top corners on the outside for the indianapolis colts when they're in their nickel obviously kenny moore will be on the outside when when they're in their base but this is big tests for them to kind of see how they hold up. We've seen A.J. Brown dominate the Colts for years. Devontae <laughs> Smith certainly had a good game last year uh, against the Colts. So it, it's time to time to kind of see what you're worth. And again, a very good test for the Indianapolis Colts and this this young team that they're building. Yeah, and there might be uh, there might be a week between the last preseason game or a week or so between the last preseason game and the first regular season game. But you go from facing that, it's good uh, that they're doing that because then you have Calvin Ridley, then you have Christian Kirk, then you have Zay Jones, and you have Evan Ingram following that. So we're going to have to see. I'm excited to see what that defensive back group is going to do and uh, what Anthony Richardson is going to do against that really good Philadelphia defense. And it's certainly going to be be fun to watch i think this is this is a for for a final preseason game and for the uh, uh the dress rehearsal so to say for the indianapolis colts it's it's a good opponent to have but we kind of touched on it earlier drake and i want to kind of talk about it again multiple fights in the joint practice on tuesday and, and the fights are actually what ended the practice early Sir, sirianni and steichen were not happy about it uh the last fight ended in, in a basically a benches clearing brawl after uh zaire franklin kind of made a hard hit on on kenneth gainwell eagles say or eagles center jason kelsey took exception to it and came and laid out zaire franklin and zaire franklin is one of the most respected and liked guys in that colts locker room um so when that happens it's it's going to be a fight so pretty much the entire teams from both sides got into it and that's what ended practice so that being said, Drake, do you think 
these fights boil over into into this preseason game or do you think that's just really really intense practice uh uh kind of fights there and and we won't see this moving forward well you know jason kelsey later on said that he really respected zaire franklin and that he felt bad for doing that then you got darius slay is showing the colts rookie defensive backs some techniques I mean, you, there's respect there, but you also have Zaire Franklin saying, I wish the OGs would have looked at me in the face. Maybe I'll get an opportunity to look them in the eye on Thursday. Then you have Kenneth Gainwell saying, well, we kicked their expletives, which is a, <laughs> a different word for but. And then you've got Dio Dengbo, who had the ultimate quote of the week, uh, something about number 62 that you should all go look at. It's so funny. Uh, but like, good, good Lord, there, there's a chance that it doesn't, is what I'm saying, but there's also a chance that it does boil over. I would say there's a hundred percent chance that it does a little bit. I think there's going to be a little bit of attitude on that field. Dio Dangwo said basically Jason Kelsey was a female dog. So that was pretty, that was a pretty funny quote to, uh, to see <laughs> stats. Matt says might be some jawing, but nothing major yet. Yeah. That, that's kind of where I'm at. There's, there's going to be trash talk, but these, these teams know that they can't be doing that when, when they're actually on, on the field during a game. I don't think any player, any smart player is going to risk being suspended uh, for a regular season game just for to get his get his licks in in a preseason game. So I would expect it not to really be of of really be of question or or be anything to cause for concern. But I definitely think there'll be it'll be a little bit more more of an intense preseason game than we than we normally see. Um, Want to give you guys an update on the injury list of guys that are returning from injury. DeForest Buckner practiced in full on Tuesday. He was out there back in the middle of the defensive line next to Grover Stewart, so good to have Defoe back. Ryan Kelly made his return on, on the Tuesday uh, as he recovers from his foot injury. He was limited. He, he rotated with Danny Pinter, uh, so not 100% certain if he will be out there tomorrow night, but I would I would probably lean towards yes, that Ryan Kelly will at least play a little bit uh, with that first team offensive line. And then the tight end room got some help. Mo Alley-Cox and Drew Ogletree. Uh, Mo Alley-Cox was dealing with a hamstring injury. Drew Ogletree, a shoulder injury. Both of those guys were back and practicing on Tuesday. So a, a very beat up tight end room. Drake just got just got some help back, but we're still waiting on Jelani Woods to return. Yeah, that's the big one. But maybe uh, the the what was it? The hot streak of bringing in so many free agent tight ends, right? Can can finally come to a conclusion. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's despite everything I've said about Mo Ali Cox and his value and his contract, whatever. He is the veteran of the tight end group. Okay. He's been with the team six seasons. All right. So he, it's good to see him back. I think Anthony Richardson could really use a guy like that on, you know, from the tight end group. But man, I'm really excited to see Andrew Ogletree back. That's a guy that, you know, he had an injury that removed his entire year last year and he's been showing out at camp. Um, I'm excited to see him play in the preseason and against a great defense. Maybe he'll make some big plays out there. All right, Drake. Outside of Anthony Richardson, because we all know all of our eyes are going to be on Anthony Richardson every time he steps foot on the field tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. So out, outside of Anthony Richardson, give me one player that you're going to be watching to see how they perform, whether it's bounce back, see if they can continue strong performances, whatever. What's that one player you're zeroing in on tomorrow night? Well, since it's preseason, it was even harder to, to pick this one since so many different bodies are playing and rotations are happening. But Blake Freeland stands out to me, okay? 
this is not to go in on the on the youngster. I, I understand he's only played two games. You got to give him a little bit of a break. But this is where he's facing. He's struggled against competition that's not as good as what he's about to face. Okay, I want to see him make some strides. He he improved a little bit against the Bears. Okay, but he did have that allowed sack that turned into a fumble. Luckily, he fell on the ball. So I'm looking for him to play a clean game. Don't let your quarterback get hit. Don't allow a sack. Don't allow a sack. Avoid a sack. You can let a guy through. As long as you know whoever's playing quarterback can get away, that's fine. Just hold your blocks long enough to not allow a lot of pressures, a sack, or a fumble. He just has to continuously try to improve a little bit by a little bit as they get closer to the regular season. Blake Freely could definitely use a uh, a big game or or just a good game in It'd general. Be nice. It'd be nice to see that from the fourth round pick out of BYU. For me, I'm going to be watching Daryl Baker Jr. Uh, he's performed very well throughout training camp. Now this is his biggest test yet, going up against Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Is he going to be able to get some revenge on, on Devontae Smith from, from Saturday, or I'm sorry, from Tuesday uh, in, in joint practice there? We'll have to see, but this is going to be a really big test for the undrafted cornerback out of Georgia Southern, who is now possibly the, the best tie, or the, the cornerback one on the outside for the Colts. So Daryl Baker Jr. really want to see him put that strong training camp into use against one of the best wide receiver units in the league. So so Drake, I, I think talking about all that, that's definitely it's we're definitely excited about this preseason game it's uh, number one just because of the the quality of opponent and it's a real a real test and and a gauge of where the colts are right now but this also ends the preseason and the next time we do see the colts on the field after tomorrow night it's going to be in lucas oil stadium against the jacksonville jaguars yeah, and I'm look. I'm I'm excited for the regular season, but I will say that this is more than just a preseason game. If you're a Colts fan, because like you said, you're probably going to see Anthony Richardson out there more than you've seen him at all. Okay, and you're going to get these young players playing against elite, elite competition, the best of the best. And I'm even excited to see the Colts' defensive front face the Eagles' offensive line. That's going to be another fun one to watch. So. Uh, Hey man, I, I'm just as excited as the regular season. Uh, I'm just as excited that the regular season's right, you know, around the corner as everybody else. But I am also pretty pumped to watch that game tomorrow too. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think all Colts fans are, are going to be pumped to watch that game tomorrow. And and uh, guys, I, I think if you're watching our show here, we all know that you're big fans uh, of an NFL team, particularly the Indianapolis Colts. So. When talking about possibly week one against the Jacksonville Jaguars, would you guys love to attend the Colts week one game at Lucas Oil Stadium? Well, you're in luck. Fran's First Sports Network is giving away four free tickets to the week one NFL game of your choice. So if you don't want to go to the Colts game, maybe you want to go watch the Chiefs against the uh, uh, Detroit Lions. Maybe you want to see Aaron Rodgers in his first game with the with the New York Jets. Maybe Josh Allen, the Madden 24 cover athlete. You want to go see the Bills play in week one? You can do that. Four free tickets to any week one NFL game. And here's the kicker, up to $5,000 worth of tickets. So you can get very, very, very good seats uh, for this contest, Drake, that Fans First Sports Network is putting on. And and here's here's another, another real, really good part about this contest. 
simple, incredibly simple to enter. All you have to do, go to contest.fansforsports.com. Again, that's contest.fansforsports.com and fill out the appropriate information. And that's it, Drake. That's all you have to do. So once you guys have done that, you've been officially registered to win the four free tickets to any week one NFL game. So what are you waiting for? Go enter for your shot at seeing your favorite team in action at contest.fansforsports.com. Contest ends on September 4th. So make sure you get your entries in there before September 4th. You want a chance to go to any week one NFL game of your choice. So it's a heck of a deal. It's a great deal. It's <laughs> a, a great and, deal. And, and shout out to uh, fans for sports network for, for the contest here. They've been a great partner for us for the past few months. And, yes. and we're just going to continue to build right there with them. So Drake, let's talk about the latest Colts news and rumors here. Oh um, Man, it's uh, uh, the latest Colts news and rumors, pretty much two words, Jonathan Taylor. So <laughs> let's let's dive into the latest with the Jonathan Taylor situation. Uh, obviously, it came out right before we went live from Stephen Holder at ESPN that there have been, uh, I think, at least six teams to have expressed interest in Jonathan Taylor and, and two teams have actually engaged with the Colts on offers for Jonathan Taylor at this point. Uh, I don't, the, the word hasn't come out that if they've reached that first round pick threshold, my guess it'd be, be not. If they're still trying to engage in offers, probably seeing what, what the Colts would take for Jonathan Taylor, doing their due diligence. But six teams have, impre- have expressed interest and two teams have, uh, at least two teams have, made an offer to the Indianapolis Colts for Jonathan Taylor. And then we also found out today concrete from the Colts that they are giving Jonathan Taylor and his agent, Malky Kawa, until Tuesday to find a trade partner uh, for, for Jonathan Taylor. Why is Tuesday so important? Tuesday is the day for cuts in the NFL where rosters have to go from 90 all the way down to 53. So that definitely plays a role in things. The Colts also have to make a decision on Jonathan Taylor, whether they're going to keep him on the active roster or because of his ankle, whether he would revert to the reserved uh, physically unable to perform list uh, on Tuesday. And when that happens, Taylor would be out for at least the first four games uh, or the first four weeks, I should say, of the 2023 season. So a lot to unpack there, Drake. Let's kind of start out with the the two teams that have already expressed offers to the Colts for Taylor. Uh, It definitely sounds like there is a, a market that is heating up for the 24 year old running back who was the 2021 NFL rushing champion. Yeah, and I, I, we haven't really, we haven't heard who they are, right? I don't think we've heard who, well, who the it, two teams are. It has, it has, it hasn't been publicly said, yeah. um, but I, I have it on good authority, and and I'll share it with you guys here that it was the the so the two teams that have offered are the Miami Dolphins and the Los Angeles Rams. Those are the two teams that have offered the Indianapolis Colts a trade package for Jonathan Taylor. 
Yeah, and so it's interesting because one of those teams desperately needs a, a consistent running back in the Rams, and another team just might be a running back, you know, playmaker in the backfield away from a Super Bowl run. Okay, so I can absolutely understand why both of those teams have made offers now, regardless of who the other four are. Jonathan Taylor, when he's healthy, can make an impact right away, okay, for any team that he plays with. I personally think if anybody's going to make a real hard play for him, it's going to be Miami because, again, mm -hmm. I think that they're one playmaker away. They haven't had any real running back stability. I think they're one player away from making a Super Bowl run. So um, I, I think that at the end of the day, though, it's about his health. You know, and you, that's where it gets really murky is like, I wonder how many of these teams have reached out and, and, and inquired about where's he at in his recruit, like recuperation process. Is he closer to being done with this? Is he farther away from being done? Because that's going to gauge how much they're willing to give up. So um, these talks are going to continue every, every day until that deadline hits. I would foresee, though, if a deal gets done, it's going to get done within like the next two, three days. Yeah, two to three days sounds sounds about right for for me as well, um, and and it's it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. I I don't think that a first round pick has been offered to the Colts uh, because I think if a first round pick was, then the Colts would we might have already have a deal in place, um, and and that could be because of, of Jonathan Taylor's health. The the but the Colts are so far from from what my understanding is and from what I've heard talking with with various people that I know who are in the know. As of right now, the Colts are not willing to come off of that first round pick or a package of picks equivalent to a first round pick. They are standing very very firm on that asking price and and basically if a team isn't willing to to come up to that asking price then there really isn't isn't a conversation to be had that's what i've heard behind the scenes what's going on the colts are very dug in on this obviously all of that can change because things in the nfl are just so fluid and and, and things can change from from hour to hour as as we've seen with this jonathan taylor situation um, and i even put out a piece kind of on no that was yesterday on, on tuesday uh detailing the entire situation uh, of how things are difficult for Jonathan Taylor to to really find what he is looking for, and and from the Colts side, why the Colts are are allowing Jonathan Taylor to go do this, why they are setting such a high uh, a high asking price for him, because guys, at the end of the day, this their their relationship right now, I'll be honest, is very bad between Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. They have been farther apart than than ever at this point. But at the same time, the Colts still would rather keep Jonathan Taylor and eventually work out an extension. Not saying that's what Jonathan Taylor wants right now, but the Colts would, would prefer to keep Jonathan Taylor, allow him to get healthy, see what he can do in Shane Steichen's offense, and then move forward with, with a long-term extension. But if there's going to be a team that is willing to offer the high price that the Colts are putting out, and that's the reason why they put that high price out there is because they preferably wouldn't want to trade Jonathan Taylor. But if they're going to get that high price they're asking, then the Colts would, would reconsider, take it, and, and move on. So I know from the fan standpoint, you 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 might want to see Jonathan Taylor still in a Colts uniform. But again, this is this is a business, Drake. And and when you look at things without fan goggles on, or and you look at it when all the facts are laid out, 
the Colts still have all the leverage. And right now the Colts are in a win-win situation because if Jonathan Taylor does come back and and is healthy, you can try to get him to that long-term extension. It would be great for your team. If not, and and some team does agree to spend a lot of draft capital to to get Jonathan Taylor, you're going to get a lot of draft capital for that, which the Colts love. You don't have to pay a running back $15 million a year. And you're able to take all that draft capital into the next draft, which is going to be loaded with, I wouldn't say top running back talent as far as Bijan Robinson is concerned, but Drake, there's going to be a lot of talent in that second, third round at the running back position where you can find a starter quality running back and, and, and kind of put him on the same timeline as Anthony Richardson. So for me, the Colts are in a win-win situation here. We're just going to have to see how it all plays out. But the more teams that get interested, who knows? There might even be a small bidding war for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, and of course the Colts would prefer to, to keep Jonathan Taylor. He knows the franchise. You don't have to teach a rookie, you know, anything. You can help try to get him to help Anthony Richardson develop. But at the same time, man, it's so freaking distracting. It's dramatic. It's ridiculous. It's this team is right now. It was Jonathan Taylor's team, and I've said that it's still his offense until you know proven otherwise. Well, right now I've, I'm kind of starting to be proven otherwise that, you know, he's interested in leaving the team. So it's really Anthony Richardson's future. That is, is the biggest and most important thing here. And do you want to keep this going? Uh, just, just to try to get Jonathan Taylor to stay. Do you want to go up to where he wants with his, with his, you know, asking price, or do you want to, if you get the right offer, are you, it, it's probably going to be better just to let him go, get all that capital, start building around Richardson who will only have a year in the NFL. He'll still be like 22 or 23. He has plenty of time to mesh with this new running back or committee or whatever Shane Steichen wants to put together. But either way, you just hope that a conclusion comes where it, it, it benefits both sides Jonathan Taylor's done a lot for the franchise in his, in his short time, but at the end of the day, this is getting old and the drama is really irritating to watch. I'm sure Shane Steichen's pretty sick of it too. Shane, Shane Steichen is very annoyed by this whole situation. <laughs> you can you can tell just on, on how he's been when the media asks about Jonathan Taylor just in his answers. So that, well, well that if you are waiting for that to be confirmed, yes, Shane Steichen has been very annoyed with this entire situation. Um, and I want to address this, this comment by nomadic Brian. Uh, he says uh, weird because JT would have to pass a physical in a trade would not make sense if he is really injured, not necessarily. So the team trading for Jonathan Taylor, typically you want that player to pass a physical. If the t- if the pl- if the team wants the player bad enough, they could make a contingent that Jonathan Taylor does not have to pass a physical in order for the trade to go through. That but that has to be agreed upon. Let's say the Miami Dolphins say they want him doesn't matter. That would have to be agreed upon between the two parties. So that way Taylor could go to the Dolphins and wouldn't have to pass a physical because I- I've seen this. I've seen this a lot going around Twitter, Facebook, and everything that Jonathan Taylor is just faking an injury. I'm here to tell you, I, again, I have this on good authority from people close to the situation. Taylor is not faking this injury. That ankle still is not healed and still is not right from last year, from the surgery. Uh, now, do I do I know if something else is going on with the ankle? No, I do not. But I do know this, that Jonathan Taylor could not go out and play a game 
as of today. There are still things that there are still issues wrong with that ankle. And it's, it's not like he is just saying that it hurts and faking this injury so that way he doesn't have to practice or, or play or anything like that. There's still something wrong with that ankle where even if he was on a new team like the Miami Dolphins, from everything that I've heard and people that I've talked to, Jonathan Taylor still would not be able to play. He still would not pass a physical. Yeah, and if anything, it's the opposite of faking the injury. Taylor might not be letting on how bad it is. I'm not trying to, you know, throw anything out there into the NFL, you know, Twitterverse or universe or whatever. But man, I think if it's either one of those, it's that maybe the injury is worse than what you expected. Because I think it was even that you pointed this out in your piece where EJ Speed had the same exact injury, uh, recovered far quicker. He's been out there for 100% of training camp in the off season and Taylor hasn't. And Taylor has seemingly been limping at times. And he's seemingly been, uh, you know, just pr- this, this recovery is continuing to be prolonged. And he keeps saying things like it's getting better. Okay. There's a lot of weird, weird signs right now with this ankle, but if I had to lean on one end and it's not fun, but it's just honesty, I would lean that it's worse than what he's leading on. Right. And, and, Here's the thing. I know some people didn't even know that EJ Speed had the same surgery that that Jonathan Taylor had. So the facts are EJ Speed had this surgery on his ankle after Jonathan Taylor had the same surgery on his ankle. And as we've seen, EJ Speed has been 100% throughout training camp. And when he was asked by the media about his ankle and, and the surgery and, and how he healed, he had a simple answer. He said, my ankle healed perfectly. So there's, there's just something going on that with that ankle that isn't, isn't lining up and, and there's something that, that well, Taylor and, and Kawa and all everybody involved in that situation that, that there's still something wrong with that ankle. And so he is not faking it. He still cannot pass a physical and, and it's, it's, it's definitely a cause for concern moving forward, not just with with the Colts or, or any team that drafts or that drafts, but that trades for him, but also Jonathan Taylor. And, and if he can get back to his, his former self after this ankle injury, which seemed like it was minor, but is becoming major, the longer this goes on. And if you want to point to another reason why the Colts haven't extended a contract extension or, or engaged in contract extension talks with Taylor, that ankle is a, is a big portion of that. So it's it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, there, it seems like that deadline is in place by Tuesday. So as Drake said, maybe within the next two to three days, maybe even sooner, maybe we see movement on the Jonathan Taylor front and this whole saga comes to an end. But at this point, I, I think speaking for, for all Colts fans and, and people just following this situation, it seems like the sooner it ends, the better at this point. Yeah, because again, we've been we've been harping about this when you have such a young team and a rookie quarterback that's trying to soak up as much as possible and a mentor head coach who just wants to focus on that when you have something like this drop right in your lap in your first year as a head coach, it's just so freaking irritating, you know, and and he wants Jonathan Taylor on the team. You'd be crazy to not want Jonathan Taylor in your backfield with your rookie quarterback, who is a run first guy right now, or at least running is his best attribute outside of throwing deep. So yes, I, I hope that something gets done. 
here in the next couple of days, honestly. But look, if, if it ends up going past that and Jonathan Taylor stays on the team, you know, you'll just have to kind of follow the updates as they happen. But right now, this is one of those things where each and every hour, it seems something new could be popping out. So just stay tuned and uh, keep yourself informed if you're following along with this. Right. Follow HorseshoeHuddle.com because as soon go. as anything breaks, we're, we're going to have it ready to go. Uh, and then our last little bit of news today is, is about linebacker Shaquille Leonard. So Shaq Leonard is going through the concussion protocol, uh, got dinged up a little bit in the joint practices with the Chicago Bears. Uh, he did not travel with the team to Philadelphia because of that concussion really from what i've heard nothing really to worry about uh he's he's experiencing light symptoms at this point but again since it's a preseason game there really isn't uh, a reason to make him travel with the team and concussions it's more about just rest recovering and and making sure that his brain gets healed up and and with still a few weeks before the regular season that's that's what's most important is is making sure number 53 is healthy and ready to go when week one rolls around yeah and these are these games don't count so you know don't don't set him back when he's had such a long recovery process already and he's made great progress gone out there played played in training camp and everything else so look just hope that Shaq Leonard comes back perfectly fine but again I think this is maintenance related they're just you know being safe playing things easy exactly no reason to risk things or, or try to push him really he doesn't even need to be there let Shaq get healthy let Leonard get healthy so he can bring uh that energy to that Colts defense week one against Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's our show for this evening, guys. Really, really appreciate everybody tuning in. want to give a special shout-out to my wife, Danielle Moore, and Drake's fantastic mother, Stormy Hellbrook, for the super stickers tonight. Uh, you guys are really, really appreciated, and we appreciate all the support from everyone that joined into the conversation here tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and follow us on all of our social medias like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on twitter and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle youtube channel hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i go live whenever shod goes live with the saddle up show because you never want to miss a live episode to join in on the conversation and if you can't catch us live on youtube you can always watch us later on youtube but if you'd rather listen, we're on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. So make sure you subscribe. Leave us a five-star review to help us reach other Colts fans just like you. Stats Matt is upset because we didn't even go an hour. Hey, bud, we're at 53 minutes right now. We're almost we're at there. an hour. Uh, I think you'll be okay, Stats Matt, unless you want to come on here for another hour and, and talk Colts football. Maybe we can arrange that. But before we get out of here, uh, Drake, You've got a couple pieces on horseshoehuddle.com that the people need to go check out. Go tell them what to look for. So the one that released was the three Colts offensive players that have been excelling in the preseason. Um, I th there's another one going out on the defensive side. And then I did uh, also break down the trade deadline that the Colts put in the sand. They put a hard line in the sand on a trade deadline. Uh, so go look at uh, if you If you're curious about learning more about that, go check out that piece. Awesome. Make sure you go check those out. And I had a very detailed piece on the whole situation with the Colts and Jonathan Taylor 
why exactly the Colts granted Jonathan Taylor permission to go seek a trade uh, from everything from how it's difficult on Jonathan Taylor's end to how the Colts are really in a win-win situation here. So make sure you go check that out on horseshoehuddle.com. You can follow Drake at DWalsterDrake on Twitter. You can follow myself at Andrew Moore NFL. And I guess I shouldn't say Twitter. It's now X. So you yeah, can go follow, follow us on X. Go follow us on X uh, at those uh, ads on your screen. And we will be back tomorrow night on the Bleacher Report app to give our live reaction right after the game. So make sure you down the ble- download the Bleacher Report app and follow us on there. Follow the Colts so you can join Drake and I in the conversation there. But as for the Horseshoe Huddle podcast, we will be back Monday night to break everything down and possibly give some roster predictions on who we think is going to be on that 53-man roster for the Colts in 2023. So until then, everybody, enjoy the Colts versus Eagles battle. Enjoy the rest of your week and have a great weekend. We'll be seeing you.